Hello, welcome to Naked on the Couch. I'm Bobby Kruger. And I am Maya Kruger. And we are back. We are very much back. We took last week off, and this episode's actually going to be going up late as well. So we're totally slacking we on this podcast. We are crushing it. No, um, we're not. We are, we are not crushing it here, but we are crushing it somewhat, I guess. In another in, parallel universe. Not life, because, you know, one of the reasons why we've been taking, we took last week off and are a little bit late this week is that we are in this process of uh, home hunting home hunting um we've had two homes that have had our signed names to contracts in two towns uh and despite probably what 15 back and forths to these locations uh both have fallen through and i just want to say we enthusiastically shared this news with everybody which is really shameful because it's like dating someone and you're like oh my god he's the one and then you have to kind of Backtrack are you saying say, you were saying the houses are the one and then we have to figure out that like one of them isn't supported well and may <laughs> may sink to the center of the house if we live but there. the owners don't think there's a problem but the owners are like no i'm not fine. salty you're salty exactly um so it's good to be back we appreciate those of you who reached out on social to be like yo yeah where thank have you, guys you. Been? uh despite our limited following i'd say on instagram we're very happy with the numbers we get on this podcast and we're even happier limited but quality people, yeah, people follow us saying, hey we missed you last week and so we did um you know we always kind of start off here with the, the sort of the episode name uh but we're covering two episodes today we are covering two episodes the last two episodes but i feel like the title of this episode should be what's love without a butt what's love without a butt yeah that was what bennett said okay you don't remember that line. I thought it was one of the fun. This is what happens when we do a show on Sunday when it happened on No, Wednesday. when did he say that? Uh, they were making, I think she was making bread or something for him. Or, mm-hmm. And then it looked like a butt. And he's like, uh, what's I was love, love without, without a butt. butt. He always grew up on that. So yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. There you go. All right. So, so what so, is love without a butt? I, I'm not sure. Um, I have a lot of jokes, but probably not appropriate for this format. Okay. Uh, and I work in corporate America, so I got to be careful. Um, so we're doing two episodes in one. I want to start with Bennett and Amelia. Uh, again, if you're just if you're just joining us now, which is probably impossible, uh, <laughs> it's uh, married on for, married at first sight, season eleven, New Orleans. Uh, we love this show. Uh, we did not get married at first sight. We kind of you know started swiping at first sight. That kind of never mind us and the rest of the states and the world for now yes mm-hmm. uh, i want to start with bennett and amelia um i don't know why i feel like we either always start with bennett and amelia or because uh, it's like starting out with like a very fun positive quirky beginning yeah it's like reaching to the it's like going up the roller coaster because you're really excited to do it and they're also very easy to talk about Yes, they are very easy to talk about. I keep hearing random sounds in the back of our apartment. I'm really not sure what it is. I don't know either, but it could also be in your head. Our dog is somewhere doing something. Yeah. Um, so Ben and Amelia, let's that talk about that. dog had a rough them. week. Dog had a rough week. We'll, we'll probably won't talk about that here. Uh, but Ben and Amelia, all right. So the, they start off two episodes ago. They had sex. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Bennett's mustache that really pushed it over the line. You think that was it? I think that you know, was a very, very much porn star 70s mustache. Not that I'm a connoisseur or anything, but I it just felt like I think it's the cake it. that Amelia made with the apple nose on it. I think that's what really... That's, that was, was that prior to the sexual engagement? Or I think it was prior. Or maybe it was in celebration was of the sexual engagement. I know, I know when, we, when we first uh, did some stuff, you made a cake with a sh- big schnoz. 
because it represented mine and I really appreciated it. It was made of apples. It was made of apples. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It did in my heart. Mm -hmm. So Bennett and Amelia, they talked to Bennett after they did the thing and he said, you know, he was pretty satisfied with the current level of, of intimacy. And she, nice. interestingly, does not feel comfortable talking about the deed. She doesn't, no. Yeah. What do you feel about that? More power to her. She doesn't like talking about it. Which is kind of funny. Because she's open? Well, yeah, I think... Well, one, I feel like because they're always stoned, they might be... <laughs> that's what we think anyway. Mm -hmm. or at least I'm speaking for you on that behalf because we turned to each other and said, I think they're always stoned. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you figured maybe she would just be freer to talk about those kinds of things on camera, but I completely understand, obviously, she's what She's an be. interesting human because she's so free in Burning Man-ish, Tim Burton life. But she's also... Burning Man, Tim Burton life. I like that. Tim, Tim Burning Man. Tim Burning Man? Tim I love it. Burton man got it no okay Keep going. Mm -hmm. so she is has this free spirit and is is very artistic and somewhat lesbian but she's also um a doctor and got married at first sight and said she was ready to have babies at 23 right i mean it's very hard for you know you, you think about doctors and, and people we know obviously they come in all personality shapes and sizes but i feel like so rare dude i don't want to pigeonhole anybody i feel so rare that it's that type of personality at least in the people that i've met and interacted with who See, i'm in the mental health field medicine. and i can ah, say yeah that's true we get the quirky ones mental health but she i don't we don't know, know what kind of doc she, i don't think she knows know. what kind of doctor she is yet. that's fair um what i liked about these last two episodes there and i wouldn't have probably noticed this if we were doing them separately but Doing him in one, I was going back through my notes and I noticed that last week was kind of about surprising Bennett, mm -hmm. while this past week was more about surprising Amelia. The first one we saw with Bennett, of course, um, she planned a really nice day out for them in the park. With uh, Trader Joe Cheese. Trader Joe Cheese. They, they love their Trader Joe's, these house. We do too. As we do too. Uh, we, live off of, we live off of everything but the bagel seasoning. Uh, which I think is probably about as basic as you can probably get these days. No, there's more because I bought a pumpkin spice thing from Trader Joe's last week. So I think Did I Did you do anything with it? Not yet. Oh. Just wait. I eagerly await mm -hmm. as I'm counting calories. Um, so there, she planned a surprise day for Bennett in the park. And one of the things, the activities that I thought was really funny that I would probably break my head on was the slack line uh, game. That now, looks like so much fun. I have never seen anyone do that, never even know that was a thing. If, if, if you didn't catch it, or, or just to be reminded, she, I guess you'd call it like a tightrope, but she kind of ties it to two trees, I it's think. It's a tightrope between two, two trees, trees, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and so it's not that high off the ground, but it's probably a solid three feet, which isn't nothing if you're walking on a tightrope in the middle of between two trees. Yeah, but she's holding your hand and you're barefoot and there's grass underneath, and I feel ultimately supported by Amelia just watching her. But she wasn't holding his hand at first. She was helping him. She was, but that looked almost impossible for someone who's an oaf like I am. Um, you would not, I don't think you, you would not fare well. Um, thanks, I really appreciate your confidence. I think you would land on your face, isn't and I this, think you would get very angry. <laughs> isn't this supposed to be, I talk down about myself, and you go, you're my husband, you would be fine. Sure. Um, <laughs> talk about a little bit on the trust building. It's a trust building exercise, almost like out of a book. Or out of a cheesy corporate affair thing where you're going, no, oh, hey, lean gonna... back exactly. and That's let what it felt the like. team get you. But um, talk about that. I mean, is that something that, I don't think we did something like that. Obviously, that's something like that. I have something very corny to say, though. Huh. That you can say that any beginning of a relationship is a trustful. Oof. Yeah, that was bad. But also, being that's how there's this sentence that says no sex is never safe mm. because emotionally it's never safe. 
because you're letting someone in metaphorically and also physically um it's never fully safe you're taking a risk with someone and you're allowing yourself to be close to someone as humanly possible in, in that sense um so there's a level of i think it's more trusting yourself and trusting your resilience mm. that you will be okay should said partner turn out to be a trash bag Speaking of trash bags, mm-hmm. we saw them later in the episode this week mm-hmm. uh, do the chore draft. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of made it seem like Bennett was a little bit uh, more of a clean, cleaner person than Amelia. I'm not sure if that's really the case. It might mm-hmm. have been edited that way. But I really thought my first thing was we should probably do something like that. In fact, I think I actually said we should. To have a chore draft? Yeah, because, you know, a little bit of a secret here. Maya likes to pretend that she's not as messy as I am, but the fact of the matter is we're probably equally as messy. I have to say I'm cleaner, though. I want to avoid that one. Okay. But I will say there's something about me and Bennett that we are similar on, which is folding laundry. He, we both are really good at folding laundry. So, Bobby, you you never want him to fold anything. Why? Because it will be terrible. And you will find your sweater in the dog's sweater drawer. She doesn't have that. But if she did, it would be there. You'd find your bathing suit where the knives about, are. You want to talk about what's happened to my sweaters in the last two years we've lived together. Please tell me, what has happened to the last three sweaters in the last two t- years we've lived together? I have no idea what you're talking about. She has shrunk my favorite <laughs> sweaters. Consistently in this house, they go, I don't put sweaters in the washing machine. But mm-hmm. mine just goes around picking clothes off off the floor. Because it's be messy. Me. That would be me. Mm-hmm. And then they go into the washing machine, and then they come out looking like they would fit our dog. Who's very small. Who's very, she's 13 pounds. Mm-hmm. I am not 13 pounds, maybe 20 times that. I don't know. I've done math, and I'll depress myself thinking about it. Um, but I, I just thought it was funny that they kind of made it into their um, problem. Like, that was their thing. Like, Christina and Henry can't speak to each other. At all. At other. Uh, and then you have this couple that's like, can you like pick up your clothes a little bit more? And then it's like they have the ominous music in the background. Yeah. I just felt like it. this was the problem that they're uh, problem thing that they're talking about in this episode. But it really felt like, oh, these guys are doing just fine. No, I think they're doing just fine. And I think there and was they're probably stoned. I think they're probably stoned. I don't want to ruin it for her. She's in med school. Um, but. There, there seems to be a vibe of it could they could be naturally stoned, but I, I doubt that. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say something. We were talking about clothes and laundry. Mm-hmm. And I made a terrible joke and threw you off. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were sitting on a swing set, and he asked her if there's anything he does that annoys her. And she was like, no. She said no, and then he said, I never remember where I put things, and she said, that's perfect. <laughs> and I was thinking about what does one do with all that unconditional positive regard? <laughs> where, did, where did you end up with that? I was just thinking, what do you do with that? If someone is so accepting and loving and he called her emotionally generous of all your things, like what if I said to you, what's a, a flaw of mine that we don't like? Your flaws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Off the, off the top of my head? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this I'm is a terrible a tr- sleeper. That's not really a flaw that I don't mind. I don't necessarily dislike that. That's just a, I feel bad for you. Okay, let me think. It's just so perfect. You're not, but I, I just don't want to get into it on this conversation. Oh, really? I feel like, I'm, I feel like you just threw a landmine and you're like, here, <laughs> step in it, stupid. 
<laughs> this is stupid. Talk about my flaws on a podcast. And then I'll like... Annihilate you. Bite my face. <laughs> um, but let's say the messy thing. Yes, you're messy. Yes. No more or less than I am. But clean. Okay. I am very clean. That... What if your response to that was, that's so perfect that you're messy? The way you mess stuff up is perfect. There's something about your messes. It's weird because I feel like internally we both know that we don't want to be messy people. It just kind of is what it is at this point in our life. That we have the saying, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, that like when we go to a hotel room, one of our first joys is what we call wrecking, wrecking the hotel room. Oh, yeah. By literally being as messy as we possibly can be. <laughs> And when I travel for work, which hasn't happened this year, which is terrible, I kind of do it on both of our behalves. This is not rock star wrecking with no, like no, breaking break shit. No, no, no. This is just like Within socks three and a half are minutes, all over the place. There's just clothes, clothes all everywhere. Over the floor. All the towels yeah. are in use. So that's what I'm saying. So, you know, you're no more or less. Uh, but what, what do you think? How do you think it affects someone when there's unconditional positive regard? It's like weird. That? It's off putting. What? Really? Yeah. Because it. it I don't know. I just feel like it would be a, it would be a red flag. Why? I just feel like because you could see, do you think it's a, do you see it as an invitation to walk all over her? Like if you cheated on her, she'd be like the way you cheated uh, on I me is perfect. I don't. I feel like you'd be lying to me. I'd be like, there's no way that there's like nothing that I, that doesn't bother you or no one wants to be messy. No one really like people just accept it. They don't actually likes it. So it's like the fact that you're saying, oh no, I like that about you. It's like no, shut up. You're lying to me. Can't prove or that. is she ahead of the game and knows that by loving someone and accepting, they're more likely to change that behavior than by scolding them. So she's, it's like sort of a reverse psychology bit. But she's actually believes it because she's loving and compassionate. Maybe you just need to love me enough, Bobby, <laughs> and my flaws. <laughs> you know, I accept the fact that mm -hmm. just certain times. Uh -huh. there's... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll just keep going. Because, oh, yep. again, you threw the, the, lamb. Lamb, the landmine at me on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, can we talk about, so we talked about the, the last episode, what, two weeks ago, two weeks episodes ago, they talked about um, surprising Bennett the day in the park. And then we had this little nice little surprise um, on this past week's episode, which were his friends, Joanna and Rachel, who were dressed like creatures. Loved it. Great and music. They just, I don't know if it was great music, but the I whole gimmick. It was beautiful. She, he, uh, Bennett invited some friends over the house who were dressed like creatures. That's really the only way you can describe it. One of them had horns, no, like paper mache horns on yeah. them. And the other one... Or like paper mache tentacles, maybe? Yeah, I don't know what they were. And I couldn't tell what the other one was. But it just was like, everyone in this story of Bennett and Amelia fits into their roles perfectly. That's true. Like, they're exactly How would you feel if you are. came home and I had two creatures with paper mache horns sing you a song about leaving this earthly shell? I would... I would... Uh, I mean, I would, I would go along with it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I mean, I would be okay, I guess. It's a little weird. <laughs> really? It's a little weird. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, we're, well, it's not a part of you. So it would feel like it would be put on but with them. It's like, no, this makes perfect sense. I don't know. Maybe you don't know the paper mache horn part of my personality. I eagerly await that. I mean, we've only been together for three years. So there's obviously other tricks to uncover. There are so many paper mache horns up my sleeve. You don't even know. Speaking of paper mache horns uh, up sleeves, I'm segueing all over tonight. Let's talk about Christina and Henry, our favorite people. But wait, I'm not ready to part from Amelia and Bennett yet. 
One last thing. Go Don't ahead. give me that face. You just <laughs> gave me the face of like, are you serious? I'm, tired, I'm so tired. You didn't talk about that again. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh about? my God, what Maya. Oh my God. What would you love to talk about? I wanted to say that when they were in the park eating cheese from Trader Joe's, um, he was actually talking about, uh, I love you more than the world in that sentence. And he was saying that no, that he actually needs, you're yawning in my face. <laughs> I am appalled, shocked, offended. I just let out a long, long yawn. Wow. I why don't it's I just go? You. Why don't I just leave the room? It's not why don't I just you. leave you with your yawns? Just saying. <laughs> so he said, "I love you." He more said, "More than this cheese." What did he say? <laughs> I didn't write it down. <laughs> no. What did he say? She was saying something about. They were talking about the Trader Joe cheese. They were talking about Trader <laughs> Joe cheese. Stop it! They were talking about. The sentence, I love you more than the world. And he was saying how you actually need the world in order to love someone. Yes. And she was saying she was saying it to be sweet. Because she won't give up her cheddar cheese for him. There was something, there was, she was being playful with it. But I thought that someone else would have been offended. But she's so cool. She's just like, no, I see your point. They're very generous with each other. I think that's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. I'm going to be generous with you and, and change to Christina and Henry right now because you yawned in my face <laughs> like the subtle man you are. Well, listen, just like Henry Maya, you know, mm-hmm. uh, impatience is just something I can't get used to. It's actually a deal breaker for it's me, Bobby. It's actually a deal breaker for me. And mm-hmm. so here's the thing. So first of all, let's talk about two weeks ago. What was the first thing that we saw? The first image of Henry and Christina from two weeks ago was Christina called Henry we see a close-up of his phone, and her title is Christina Meredith Map. Forsyth yes. Maps uh, on the uh, the iPhone that popped up. You are not in my my phone as Maya J Swipe. You're Bobby you, Kruger. Other people may be in there as former J Swipes. I numbers. definitely have a bunch of people J-Swipes. I dated. Yeah, yeah. like so Dan, the food scientist. J-Swipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talks about. The, the kind of the center of that last week's episode was about her impatience, quote unquote, uh, that he was upset, that she was impatient with you know, production, even I though just keep I feeling, thought it was completely justified. I think he's setting her up. Who would not be impatient in that situation? He's leading her to be impatient by, yeah. by, by acting the way he does. That, yeah, I completely agree with you. But there was a part of the episode, fast forward, not that long where she actually apologizes and this is really kind of the meat of that episode for this couple it's about the uh, about the meds and she said mm-hmm. she was on meds i think i don't want to for add it. it was it for add okay um and she came forward with that and i just felt like it was a terrible response from him but it was kind of like yeah yeah you'll, you'll be better you'll be better and it just seemed like but that's his response to most things yeah he it just felt like he was saying yeah take your meds i did find it from her point of view which was kind of interesting that well not really from her point of view my point of view on her was that so she'd been off of her whatever meds that she was on let's so say meds for add are tend to be yeah. um speed related but they're not speed, speed but they're not yeah. they're a controlled substance though yeah so it's like adderall or ritalin or Trana or any of those fun things. There so are also she was others off that them I'm for a month and a half, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty weird timing to change your uh, routine when you're going on a stressful situation as like, you know, getting but married it, on a TV show. Yeah, but that kind of medication does not accumulate, actually. It's not like an antidepressant. It won't It won't affect the chemistry if you go You will have the right withdrawal away. as it's leaving your system the same day. That's why the crash from that is so heinous. 
So I, one of the questions I actually wrote down for you was you work with clients who change their medic- medication quite often and, and so on. But like, I also, disclaimer, I'm not an MD. Right. But you also see how it impacts them day to day. And you also work with psychiatrists on the same patient. Mm-hmm. But it's like what... So you're saying for this typically kind of thing, what there'd be no impact essentially? No, it's not that there would be no impact. Well, no withdrawal-like symptoms or something like that. But like her personality would be different as if before. No, the thing, the thing that it does, ADD medication, um, which is also makes it easy to abuse, which I'm not saying she does, but it keeps you focused for a very long time. Um, and you don't eat 10, like usually you don't eat while you're on it. And then the crash is like a headache and, um, why don't you eat while you're on it? You don't want to eat. There's, you don't have an appetite. Like ever when you're taking that stuff? Not during the most, most of the day. It's really hard to eat on it. Huh. Um, but then the crashes. So you'll see kids that are on it in like grade school. Um, and their crash can be really sad because they, they break down, they cry, they lose their temper. Um, it's like you're releasing a valve at the end of the day. So it's super helpful for school stuff. Um, and it really is a lifesaver for a lot of people. Sure. But it can also be socially or emotionally detrimental. That makes sense. Um, you know that that's a topic that's close to my heart. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I've written about that quite a bit. But the shame that she mentioned that comes with taking a pill is is real. And there's something very brave about her for sharing that. She didn't owe him that. What do you think his, like his response was? Um, I didn't mind it. It was human, but it, part of me just felt like, and again, I don't want to get into this position of diagnosing Henry, but clearly Henry's battling something. And it just felt like his response um, felt very cold, in my opinion, um, because clearly he, I'm not saying he is someone who's medicated. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying someone, like anybody, I guess, really, who has awareness of mental health and awareness of someone, something that someone might be struggling, you can empathize pretty easily with. I personally can watch Henry and we see some of the things that he's done in the past on the show. I'm speaking physically. Mm-hmm. And we've mentioned him here without diagnosing where he's, it looks like he has some nervous movements mm-hmm. um it just didn't feel like he leveled with her on that but instead was like yeah you'll get it fixed just you know great you're happy you're taking your meds again i was like oof i thought his response was actually not bad i think that it was not bad in general not bad for henry not bad in general she also seemed to take it well the way he responded i don't True. know like what else he could have he could have said he doesn't need he doesn't owe her to match her with his own thing that's fair um but he took her and he listened and he said, there's nothing to be ashamed about. And I thought that was pretty big. And then they went golfing. And then they went golfing and there was some physical touch there. Slight, slight, Well, let's slight. talk about that. So, mm-hmm. you know, every every episode that we have on this show, we always talk about Christina and Henry. And oftentimes we compare them to uh, another. Should I compare the two? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Compare them to some sort of couple we see in life that are awkward with each other. So we've done things from people who just, so you shared a cab to a realtor situation. Mm-hmm. This one just felt like it felt a little bit more normal, but it did feel like two strangers like who met at a golf course during like a sales event. And he was like the coach trying to teach her. It just felt really awkward still, but better than look, I will say this uh, b- between this scene and the scene with them going salsa dancing later on in the episode. I will say for last week, 
They were actually watchable. There was a lot of good stuff this week. I didn't want to. I did not want to turn off the TV or fast forward when they came on because no, I was, it was uncomfortable. Less cringy, watching. yeah. Yeah. Um, what I liked about this past week's episode was when they were. Uh, I wrote sort of the phrase "developing routines." They're three weeks in. Life is getting a little bit more normal, um, and it seemed to start on on a decent note, at least on the beginning arc of this episode. Um, what I thought was interesting was. At the end of the episode, they had an icebreaker around uh, him clamming up. I forgot the initiating. Maybe it was a question or something like that. He talks about himself clamming up, and he admits to it. But I just feel like he's like, yeah, you know, I do. It happens to me. Um, Are you talking about the end of this last episode? I think it might have been two episodes ago. Um, but uh, Not this week, but the previous week. But he just sort of talks about, yeah, I'm going to be better, but really doesn't really speak to maybe how or the mechanics of changing behavior or, uh, you know, adjusting to things on the fly. I don't know if there but was... But this episode sense. of this week, uh, he and Christina kind of had a... They had a tiff at the end. But a great one because she actually drew the line as well and said not communicating is a deal breaker for me because he was going around talking to Amani and talking to Miles, I think, uh, and saying things that are very expressive i would say yeah. like that she's sexy or that impatience is a turnoff or things that he, he hasn't communicated to her face exactly i think he i don't know if he said impatience is a deal breaker but he did um okay so he said it to amani mm -hmm. and then amani sort of relayed that back so yep. um quick uh, just a, a scene set there that the dynamic of the two opposite couples chatting i thought was actually really smart mm -hmm. from production uh to get the couple separated and speaking to each other of the opposite sex that's very unusual in the show alone and yeah. i really actually appreciated that so that was really well done mm -hmm. um but to your point yeah henry was very open with amani in ways that he was not open with christina mm -hmm. um and then you know christina of course heard about that they went home and really was like dude you, you know um first of all by the way when she sort of confronts him in that conversation i had to laugh because the first thing she did is pour a giant glass of wine Mm -hmm. <laughs> while they're at home it's like i mean same who wouldn't do that <laughs> we don't generally do that no but i would want to metaphorically drink a big ass glass of wine if i were about to have that conversation I, I it was just very funny um i you know sort of the thing about she did ask him and i don't know if how fair the question was if you had to make a decision today what would it be and he's like no 100 percent no um and he kind of sold it as like well that doesn't mean that i'm not trying or doesn't mean that i won't wanna, get there i won't get there um you know it's complicated i will say they were watchable this week we know they were having an argument um, they went to a salsa dance class. There's been a lot of up and down with them. And I, sometimes I get the feeling that, and there's no way of knowing this almost like, and it's a little bit different from Brandon from last season and Henry from la from this season. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like Brandon was in there to finish out his, uh, contract. Like those people sign contracts to do the show for X amount of time. I don't think it's a contract with Henry. I think it's a, it's a, it's an obligation. He feels to, to himself finish it. that he dared himself to do it. And so he's going to, he was mm -hmm. continuing to see it through to the end, no matter yeah. what happens. Yeah. I, I think that. actually for both of them, I can see how this can be beneficial because it's almost like the dress rehearsal for the relationship that they will end up with. Not with each other though. No. And I don't think we're giving anything to away by saying, I don't, I believe according to the internet dirt sheets, uh, that they are not together. Wow, we um, went there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that's a good way of looking at that. It's like, how are they in this? Okay. Um, Woody and Amani. Woody and Amani. So what is, if anything, you know, one of the questions he asks in that show is, uh, well, 
Now, two weeks ago, did he ever think marriage would look like this? And that was what? Their Get marriage it? is very, looks very. What were they doing when he said that? Uh, Getting their nails done together. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's like, yeah, being silly in pedicure chairs. That sounds like what marriage is these days for, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, he said that I love you. Mm -hmm. She did not. Mm -hmm. I got love for you, I believe is what she said. Mm -hmm. um, three weeks in, what do you think? What do I think about saying that three weeks in? I did it, but I'm saying yeah. what do you mm -hmm. think about the Woody and Amana dyna dynamic within? I think they're so, so much fun to watch. And I think that they're so playful and joyous and they're really enjoying one another. And there's a genuine connection there. There's an ease with them. Mm -hmm. Like you watch them and you kind of melt into their own comfort. Yeah. And it's not that there aren't challenges, but they're able to, like he talked about whooping kids. Yeah, I wanted to get to that. And we can, mm -hmm. we can definitely fast forward to that because we've been kind of going long here in the first half of the first half of the episode. First, uh, I just want to get to, uh, so there's a scene of Woody and Imani uh, where I guess he's cooking breakfast or something like that. By the way, big ups to uh, Woody uh, because he gets up at like 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. and he's ready to rock. I know someone like that. That could be me. That's definitely not me. Not you. And I just really appreciated that because mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, oh, that guy knows what he's doing. Um, so the girl doesn't know what she's doing if she doesn't wake up at 6? I didn't say that. I'm just saying I get up at 6 and I feel like I get to win the day. Okay, passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. What was my first thought uh, that scene? Um, they started actually talking a little bit about the coronavirus. And mm -hmm. it was really interesting to see the time capsule mm -hmm. of like how people spoke about it in real time. Because he was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's like it's like the cold. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if you, uh, you know, if you don't have any pre-existing conditions, you're going to have any issues. And obviously we've now turned that since be wrong. Uh, but that was kind of just... We know that this season shot during uh, the first half of that, which was, I believe, March, April mm -hmm. time frame. So we kind of going to get a sense of that. And that'll be interesting to see. And you're right. One of the things I started to get into, and I don't quite remember how they got into it, was this discussion of really corporal punishment mm -hmm. and children. They had that discussion, which, by the way, okay, let's just call it out at the beginning. We both of us would definitely agree with uh, Amani on this, which is, it's completely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Before going into that, I do respect the fact that they had that conversation on a television show and they aired it yeah. and they felt comfortable enough and um, screw it. Essentially, we're going to have this conversation because they know, obviously, when they're going to be cameras there, there aren't cameras there all the time. They're very real. And they're very real. And I really appreciated the fact that I despite disagreeing that with his point of view. It's a not very popular opinion. And he said no. it. And he said it. And I and I respect that. I also respect that by the end of that conversation, he actually was like, you're right. Mm -hmm. He came right to her side. Yep. Um, which, you know, often happens in this work, relationship, corporal. that you come to my side in most of our arguments. Uh, really, do I? <laughs> most of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Talk about that. So, so uh, talk about you, you jumping to my side after <laughs> Where did, you know, look, we know that uh, theory, uh, theories, 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 you know, I guess guidelines on corporal punishment have evolved a lot over the last 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, They're just not helpful. It's just not beneficial in stopping a behavior. It's just not helpful. I just wonder, when did that, I felt like, when did that start to shift? I don't know that, I'm not saying, I'm just saying like rhetorically, it just feels like an older media, older people, 50s, 60s, boomers, 
that that was still pretty common. Probably, yeah. And that really has only really changed in the last 20 years? I think so. Is there any, you might know better than I, and it's okay if you don't, but did that, is there anything in your world that has sort of lent its way to changing the, the feelings on that? Or is there just more open conversation about, you know, physicality in, in children? I um, was spanked. <laughs> not, not abused, but I was definitely spanked when I was little. I got the old whack, usually in the back of the seat. Really? So usually like, my brother and I uh, would be fighting a lot in like the back of the car and like my dad's like hand would like whack us both in the leg or something. I'm like, would you do shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> he said that. Oh, yeah. I love that. My dad, you have to push my dad very far to get any sort of reaction out of him. Um, but a fighting in the back of the car to, you know, a five-year-old and a, or, I don't know, six-year-old and an eight-year-old arguing over who's looking at somebody's window seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would warrant a whack in the back. <laughs> Um, but I feel like that's, but yeah, our parents are both born within, you know, five years of each other in the forties and fifties mm-hmm. that, and I feel like nowadays it's just, well, it's less at least from our circle. It's, it's research has shown that it's not helpful. Yes. And not only is it not helpful, it's also detrimental mm. because it makes your kid feel like crap about themselves. And that, which Amelia already knows is not a great way to, to change. That's not a great motivator for long-term behavior. True. Um, you can shame someone or they'll know that they're afraid of you, but they'll dislike themselves in the process, and that's really hard to undo. Yeah, and by the end of that conversation, Woody kind of came over to Amani's side. It was just interesting. You know, this season of the show, I feel like, is, is so much light years better than the last couple mm-hmm. in terms of having these sort of conversations. It's yeah. still not, Sometimes it's not as deep as I wish they would go. Sometimes I wish there were four couples and not five. Mm-hmm. You get more of these kinds of conversations. Yeah. Uh, but I felt really happy that they aired that. Uh, and it was edited quite well. I thought so. Anyway. I think so. Um, anything else on Woody and Amani? They're kind of co- cruising right along. They're cruising right along. They're kind of like the inspiration for the rest of the couples. Everyone looks up to them because there's an ease to them. Um, yeah. No, I think they're, they're, they're crushing it. Well, let's talk about another couple then that uh, had another COVID interesting spin. It's, it's funny how you go back and watch certain shows now or certain reality television. And you're like, oh, in the COVID world, that would not have happened. Mm-hmm. And do you know where I'm going with this? Olivia and Brett trivia night? No. Hmm. Well, yeah, of course. The people aren't gathering in bars, mm-hmm. at least in the Northeast, and doing that kind of thing. But no, it was Karen and Miles when Miles invited oh, yeah. his friend over, who was a chef. And I'm like, who is this stranger unmasked in your house, like touching your food? That's not happening these days. That's I true. just, I just thought it was funny. Um, I did think, by the way, again, Miles and Karen had a lot of arc. I would say story arc in the last two episodes. It actually started out with him fixing her car. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really cute. And then there was a whole conversation about her not wanting him to give too much. Right. So he doesn't get burnt out. And I also think because she won't respect him <laughs> if he does. Yeah. But I think he's still chipping, like, kind of helping where he can, which is something mm-hmm. like help him fix the car. Right. He can do that. Me personally. I not f- so much. No. I feel like mm-hmm. I'd be stuck on YouTube for three days trying to figure out how to do something. And then you get into a YouTube rabbit hole of something. and. Well, I feel like I've been learning a lot on TikTok of how to do stuff like that, but I still wouldn't trust myself how to fix a car off TikTok. If you learned how to fix a car off TikTok, I don't know if to be really impressed <laughs> or really really disturbed by it. TikTok. You're not living until you, you're looking at car TikTok. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he put together a really nice 
dinner for her with a sort of like a cooking at home kind of evening with a mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. who was unmasked mm-hmm. uh, COVID land. Um, he was teaching them how to do things like cut certain vegetables and julienne them. Mm-hmm. I would have cut my hand off if I tried Several them. times. Yeah, several times. Mm-hmm. I, I would have put them back on my hand and then cut them off. Again. Again. Mm-hmm. Um, they did talk a lot about his way, Miles' way into relationships. Um, he spoke about, uh, I think he said when his parents were nine is when they split apart. Mm-hmm. He was sort of the peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought a really good insight, I want to hear your take on it, was he was sort of, he felt like uh, he was cowering the weight of both sides of his families. Mm-hmm. Um which I thought was really insightful for someone at 25, 26 to be able to understand that. Well, it sounds like he is a very sensitive person and he identified what, what was going on for his mom and his dad. Um, and it's really hard to, to have a boundary between yourself and your parent when you're still in, of an age of needing them for all the things. We, we need our parents and we need our caregivers at that age. So we can't have them be sad or not functioning. That is where the the compensation comes in. Because it's scary if they can't function because who's going to take care of me? And that's a subconscious thing. That doesn't mean his mom never functioned. No, 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 not at all. That means, though, as children and sometimes into adulthood, we identify a vulnerability in the caregiver and we try to fix that or mitigate that so they'll stay close to us because even their love is something that keeps us alive, their affection. We need that. Um, It looks like he was really overexerting himself. And that's hard to do. He talked a lot about the need to be perfect. Not like, you know, like the Alanis Morris song. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. Um, and if you, the Broadway version, it's sung, it's sung by, uh, it's a male version of the song, which I thought was great. Um, that kind of felt like that was a, I just made that connection in my head. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really where he talks about the need for him to be Superman, to be perfect, and how that shows up in relationships. Uh, and he would burn himself out, and to which, mm-hmm. to your point, which Karen said in sort of a response to that, you don't really need to coddle me. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is that that is, while that is true, I felt like, I don't want to say Miles is coddling her, but we kind of saw some uh, evidence this week that he is trying to be really careful with her feelings because he knows her past. Yes, but he also came in a little too strong with the intimacy thing, so he he. Talk our, about fr- what our friend there. needs to a, find some balance that there. That was a hell of a scene. Go for he it. He talked to her about, you know, how do you feel about physical intimacy? Which is a strange thing to, to bring up anyhow. It just has a weird phrase. When you're how not you in bed. physical intimacy? I think it's fun. Like, what are you supposed to say about that? Great. Yeah. Uh, she said a very legitimate answer that, you know, she has needs and she's a grown woman. And I don't... It, it was clear that he was trying to angle for physical intimacy from that conversation, but he went about it all, all, all awkward, terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, they have a calendar. I guess they had like a calendar on the fridge. Mm-hmm. And he did the assertive thing. I'm, this is air He was quotes. being the aggressor. He was being, but he was being a butthead aggressor. He was being a butthead. Yeah. And he wrote sex with my spouse on a day and made her really feel uncomfortable. And she actually left the house almost and didn't come like, back that night. Yeah, it was almost like pre-selling what was going to happen and sort of forcing her into into agreeing with him. And then he, she was like really put off by that. So she took a break for the night and he went and, you know, as we say in the biz, he stepped in it. He stepped in it. Yeah. And I and I understood why she was so upset. And I actually am very impressed that he was able to, to recover from that. There's something about Miles that is so willing to grow that is really admirable. 
Um, cause that's, that's a really, that's a big insult for someone. To, first of all, she said no to sex with you and she left the, by the thought of that, she left the house. Like there are many things that could be very offensive, but he's able to take her in and really listen to her. You're like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I think, um, what I wrote about what I, what I wrote down here was, um, I really admired their way to, uh, repair that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said she didn't feel safe and he really, he let her, he didn't get defensive. He didn't no. say, he didn't try to say, no, I didn't mean that. Or no, you're taking it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. He was just, and we've all been there, but, mm-hmm. uh, and, but he was just like, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and so, you know, he talked a little bit about that with Woody. They, I guess they got haircuts later mm-hmm. in the episode. They're in very different places, very different places. And I think miles really broke down the relationship accurately. Mm-hmm about where she is, about where, you know. That if he said he loved her, she would run away. She would run away and jump out of, jump out of window. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Um, so there is a sense of, I don't know, it's not the same thing, but there is kind of a coddle in that sense. Or it's just really just being mindful of where she is, where he is, and just sort of taking it as, as it comes. Well, they had that massage session. The stretching slash... That, that uh, looks like so much fun. She had to start with the feet. Um but they were close physically there. And she also talked about being attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's being wise with giving her space. I don't think she'll respond well. She clearly does not respond well. And he does not have enough game in order to, to push it. He goes like very overt, write stuff in the calendar. He should just let her lead that. Absolutely. And he's not, he, you know, it's funny because he says that... Um, you know, he says that he does need affirmation quite a bit, but there's a really nice thing that he's doing there and sort of adjusting to her mm-hmm. where she's not going to give him that affirmation as much as he probably wants or is used to getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not who she is. But he trusts her and that she's there and that uh, she's not going anywhere. She reminds me, I keep telling you this, of, of someone I really love in my yeah. family. Um, someone I love one of the most. And... She is not as expressive with affectionate language and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. when push comes to shove, she's the one that's there and, and I can really rely on, on her love and um, and the, the desire to have affirmations and validation from her, I think that will always be there, but I don't get that. I get so much more from just what she naturally wants to give and she's someone that's like a mother figure to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I see a lot of her and Karen. So I really I really like Karen. I just see it that that's who they are as people. There's so much to learn from that. It's really freeing when you don't have to cater to other people's feelings all the time. Why do you look at me when you say that? I don't know. Okay, fine. Well, let's, let's talk more about, about me being about okay. yeah. Let's talk about Olivia and Brett, our last couple of the evening. We are at the final one. Um this one is also another one of those roller coasters. Last week, she's they, about to get off that roller coaster. She's about to get off that roller coaster because I think she sees that like he may not be emotionally there, or mature, or he just may not be all that into her. But there's a few things that kind of went along the course of this week that last few weeks that it made me feel like Brett, I'm not sure you're ready for this. Um, and it's a lot in the ways where anytime they get into a serious conversation, he gets really jokey. He gets sarcastic. Sarcastic and jokey. and He, he, he deflects. He deflects. Yeah, that's right. I wrote, he can't be serious, which mm-hmm. was, it doesn't come off as funny. It just comes off um, as avoidant. It's not that she's even laughing from it and, and she's not joining you in the joke. She's, it's irritating her. 
And also, I think that scene she's where... She's to have a conversation. Yeah. And she's asking him very intimate questions that are important to ask. He's not giving her much. And he's essentially making her feel alone is what she's describing because she said she got married to have a partner to enjoy life. His, they haven't gone on dates or done anything fun uh, aside from that gator uh, swamp thing that they did that terrified me. Um, but when they go to trivia with her friends, he very blatantly does not participate. He does not even hide the fact that he's disinterested. Yeah, so that was a, a bit of an oddity. And again, I don't know. They, they, okay, so we're bouncing around a little bit here. Mm-hmm. At the end of this week's episode, uh, it seemed like they had been building some good rapport. So let's go back a little bit. A, a little bit. So uh, they went rock climbing. They did the gator. I don't know, gator feeding farm swamp thing. fishing. Um, they went. Oh, oh, yeah, they went on like a swamp cruise thing. It was mm-hmm. very New Orleans, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like they had a really good time. Um, they had a really funny, cute moment with the bed sheets, which, you know, they tried putting on fitted sheets, which I think everyone has that frustration of like, I don't understand why we haven't figured this out as a society where fitted sheets are so Mm -hmm. hard to get on. You can't actually line them up the first 35 times you do it. Mm -hmm. I wrote down, I feel like, why don't they just write on the sheets like A, B, C, D? So you just know what corner they go to. And A is like the left. Yeah. Okay. This is the idea. This is the million dollar idea. Print it. We are gonna open up can we retire? Shopify tomorrow okay. with our A B C D sheets. And can we can we retire after that? Yes. But like just for a month so I can nap. I, I think that sounds okay. fair. Um they I actually rock, like what I do. Yeah. They went rock climbing, so more of that actual trust building exercise. Mm-hmm. Olivia said something really positive. She said she understood why, you know, she can see why they were paired, which I think is a, maybe the biggest part of this show to see quickly is to understand why you are paired with this person and try to look for those features. You know, I struggle with that with that sentiment. Why? I will tell you why. Struggle you do. Mm. <laughs> because finding the reason for being matched with someone, you just, you just lip sync to some song with that. But okay. When you're looking for the reason of why you were matched, you're almost assigning godly features to the experts. Like, why were we brought together? By and there are so many things that are not necessarily it's clean true. in this. There's production and ratings, and there's so many things that um, they match people not necessarily only for their for their best benefit. So, I can understand it in life, seeing you know why did this happen to me or why did I interact with this person? What was the lesson for me? I get that. Um, but I would also take it with the grain of salt of why I was matched with this person. Well, a person matched you with this person and people are flawed and if they could have been spot on Amelia Bennett, Amani Woody, or they could have stepped in it, mm. you know, are you saying Olivia and Brett stepped in it? No, experts? no. I think that, I think Brett has a lot of potential. I think he has a lot of potential. He's holding on to dear life to these defense mechanisms that really do not bode well on him. Talk about that. Well, he's pretending to be disinterested. He's making it very hard. He's making himself not fun. He's like presenting as like this cheap dude who doesn't like to do stuff and um, very regimented. Yeah, anytime they want to have like an expansive experience, not every time, but it just seems like if it's not on his terms, mm-hmm. they it's almost like he checks out. I think he actually has so much potential to to lose himself in a relationship, and he knows it that he's he's holding on to the to the other extreme. And it looks like she's losing her patience. Yeah. 
I mean, she even told him. Uh, it's funny. Uh, she told Amani, I guess, in the week prior. So Everyone, Amani is Amani, the truth she, She's the next matchmaker. Mm -hmm. She asked, I think, if do, does she um, feel more attracted to him? Mm -hmm. She's kind of like, eh, you know. Uh, I think for her, I think it's more about personality. And I think she said, uh, I didn't. I, this might be a paraphrase that she, the personalities may not be matching. Um, and she and I think Amani said to her that you know she hears from Woody that Brett's not really opening up with um, the guys either. Mm -hmm. So it's not. I mean, so she's like, okay, well, it's, I guess in some ways it's not me. Brett is uh, very guarded. Really, he's not opening up to others. He's very guarded. Yeah. And in even though Olivia is so uh, patient, the deal breaker for Henry. Sure. Um, she's so patient and so accepting and so willing to like let things build and not expecting magic right away. I think she's getting fed up because he has to give her something. Yeah, three weeks in. Three weeks into a relationship like this, you figure there would be more there there. It looks like she's more alarmed of the of the of the routine that they've created. True. I also look at it like and maybe this is a wrong way to look at it, which is you're in this relationship. There's a finite amount of time you're in it, sort of. Sort of. Until decision day. Um, and I'm, not that decision day has to be the be-all, end-all. They make more of it, I think, than what it is. But it's almost like a, I feel like I would be in that ship position and being like, maybe, maybe not trying to force the issue is the wrong word, but trying to be really cognizant of like, we got to like really try to grow this relationship maybe faster than mm -hmm. most people do in the amount of time we're going to be together in. I had this image of like a micro greenery. You know what I mean? No. What is that? It's like a, where you grow plants in an accelerated way. Oh, well maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I just look at it like they're in this bubble for eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I always, I'm never sure if they're working or not. Uh, but I think, I think they are, uh, they just film around their jobs, I guess. But yeah. in this case, it's like, there's eight weeks. We need to have these real conversations fast. We're under a microscope. We need to be growing this enough to a point in eight weeks, which I think is a good amount of time to say yes on decision day, and I'm going to stick this out for as long as I can. Now, obviously, some of them get divorced later. That's another thing. Uh, but it just feels like she understands that. She understands the point where they need to get to. Mm -hmm. And I, I think to your point, she's losing steam. Yeah. He needs to he needs to start playing or needs to get get off the pot. That's the saying, right? Start get off the pot. pot or get off the pot. Do you have anything else on them? No, um, you know, more of the same from them. Um, a little bit up, a little bit down. Uh, hopefully that you know uh, we like them. We think they're wonderful uh, ind individually. As a couple, it's not. It's sort of a. He's, he's putting up a lot of a lot of shields. A lot of shields. Anything else on them as well? No. Well, then that just about does it. You can follow us on Instagram at Naked on the Couch Podcast. You can follow us at NakedOnTheCouch.com. Download us wherever you find your podcasts. And we will see you this week after yes, we one episode. Yes. We're not going to wait another week. We're going to do it. it. We are going to do it because we're taking a break from house hunting. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.